to the podcast, Travel Nursing and Allied Life, hosted by TravCon. Our next guest is a career traveler with over 25 years of traveling under her belt and still expecting many more to come. She specializes in the high-risk OB areas and enjoys mentoring and precepting whenever the opportunity arises. In her free time before COVID, she also enjoyed ballroom dancing and actually used to dance competitively. Welcome to the podcast, Patricia Pitts. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Where are you coming in from, Patricia? Where are you working right now? I am on assignment in Plattsburgh, New York, which is about six and a half hours from New York City, but closer to, actually, I'm closer to Montreal, Canada. Oh, wow. Do you have snow right now? Well, we have one day, not today. We had snow one day last week. It was six inches of snow, and then it just went away. So right now we're in the 40s. And in 25 years, you must have covered a lot of states. Are there a few that stand out as your favorites? My favorite, actually, New York, Massachusetts. And my, I did an assignment in Salem, Massachusetts and Nantucket, Massachusetts. Those are actually my fa- favorite places to be. And um, I'm in New York right now, and um, this area is really nice. It's in the Adirondacks, and it's very pretty, and also Staten Island. Beautiful. Where do you plan to spend the winter now? We're in, uh, we're recording this the middle of November. Where do you plan on spending the winter? I will be half winter in, up here in Plattsburgh, because my contract finishes at the end of January. Mm-hmm. And the other half, I'll probably be in Georgia, um, back to my home state. Oh, very nice. Georgia's been in the news quite a bit. They are absolutely pivotal this year. So (laughs) I'm sure it will be still hopping when you get back there in January. It's it's certainly uh, coming into its own right now. It sure is. Now, even before you went traveling, you actually, you were born in Guyana? Yes, In South America. I had to look it up. It's in the far Northeast. (laughs) Yes, uh, it is. (laughs) Finding out where it is. And you actually started a project over there called the Maternal Infant Project International. Yes, Can you I did. tell us a bit about this? Because this sounds fascinating. Well, we got that started about three years ago. There's another young lady, Onika Davis, who is my co-founder. Um, she's also a travel nurse. And, and she's been to um, TravCon and taught with yes. you. Yes. Yes, she has. So um, before I even met her, I, I got to thinking there. There is a lot of maternal and infant death. The death rate is extremely high in Guyana um, because of lack of facilities. Um, a lot of times, as a matter of fact, Guyana has the highest incidence of maternal infant deaths in South America because Guyana is a South American, it's on the South American continent. And we have the highest maternal infant death in South America, hmm. in the Caribbean, except for Haiti. Wow. And I think that that is a that is a um, that's something we are not proud of. Yeah, that's not a trophy to. to not say. a trophy. No, it's not. So I got to thinking one day, and I started to talk to some of the nurse midwives there because I graduated from nursing school there, and I graduated from midwifery school. So I still have connections there, and I talked to some of the nurses to ask them, why is the rate so high? What can be done differently to lower that rate? And the one thing that kept repeating itself was education. Lack of education, lack of equipment, lack of, you know, PPE, the big thing is PPE. So 
I got to thinking and then I, then I start talking to Onika and she had the same idea too, to do something for home and see how best we can save some lives. So we started the maternal infant project two years ago. And what we do, we go down there. Well, this year was an exception because of COVID, but we go down there every year to do high-risk OB education. We do um, NRP, which internationally is not called NRP, it's called HBB, which is helping babies breathe. But it's a similar algorithm because those are places that do not have a lot of the medication that we might have. So we have to teach it a little differently. Mm -hmm. We hope for the same outcomes, but we have to teach it in a different way. So we teach the um, fetal monitoring because they're just coming into using fetal monitors and the nurses and the midwives who manage the patients on fetal monitors don't have much of a clue how it operates because the doctors there are the ones who read the strips. Those are the ones who do a lot of the stuff. So in the meantime, the nurses there, they have patients on the monitor, they have no clue what they're looking at. They have no clue if it's good, bad, or indifferent, or we can have a good outcome or a bad outcome. So we do a lot of teaching down there for fetal monitoring. Um, I just started um, the first American Heart Association Center for so we can do CPR, ACLS and PALS. Nice. Yeah, yes, we just started first time in history. So we've just started that. So when I go down there again, I'll be teaching CPR, um, fetal monitoring, as well as HBB, because I'm also an international H HBB instructor. Fantastic. What language do they speak down there? English. All English? It's, yeah, it's the only English speaking country in, the, in South America. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's why we are so closely aligned to the because the British colonized that whole area and Guyana was colonized by the Dutch, French and English. The English was the last set of people who had it. So wow. we ended up being English speaking, yeah. Now, travel nursing and doing your high risk program down in Guyana is not enough to keep mm -hmm. you busy. You still have an alternate job that you have and that is educational cruises, which I always wanted to join you on. Yes. I found them fascinating. And I was blown away when I found out a few months ago, you don't just do one or two a year. You do about 10 a year, don't you? Different ones, yes. Incredible. Can you tell us about uh, what you do with your educational cruises and who can join them? The educational cruises, I started off doing obstetrics, of course, that's my, that's my passion. And I start doing OB nurse, L&D nurses cruise and learn. And then my, the young ladies who, the nurses who are postpartum, antepartum, newborn nurse, they say, well, you do everything for, la for labor and delivery. You're not doing anything for us. So we, ch <laughs> we changed it to OB nurses cruise and learn. So that would encompass your antepartum nurses, your labor and delivery nurses, postpartum nurses, um, postpartum PACU, OB PACU, OB um, emergency room nurses. So I have a topic for everybody in the maternal infant division, newborn nursery as well. We were looking to start NICU nurses cruise and learn, but then COVID happened and that got put on the back burner a little bit. Are you able to offer CEs for your events? Yes, I reached out to um, Professional Education Center who is this in California, have always done their high-risk OB courses and they are the educators on board. And they cover um, a lot of topics and they have a lot of um, well-known educators, legal, legal educators, 
and we cover a lot of subjects, including the legal aspects of OB nursing. Um, since, as you probably know, OB is the area in nursing that has the highest incidence of litigation. Yes, so we Adele. cover a lot of legal topics, um, what to do, what not to do, that kind of stuff. Where can someone find out more information if they want to join one of your cruises once COVID's uh, under control? We have a website, but it's called it's, it's maternalinfantproject.com. Right now, the website is down because we're rebuilding it. Mm-hmm. That is one. And obcruiseandlearn.com is the other website we're rebuilding. I'm just adding some new stuff since all of our tours and classes and cruises were pretty much canceled, canceled for this year. Mm-hmm. Except for the um, NRP, the NRP checkoffs, we're still trying to do social distancing and have some NRP um, checkoff for people who are interested in getting checked off, because there's very difficult to find NRP classes. It really is, and that's where you and I actually met. Is through Travcon. You were, yeah. you came up and said, "I want to teach NRP," and then we were thrilled because we didn't have anybody yes. who did that. So you also teach NRP at TravCon, which will be next September. And uh, yes. AWAN is now gone online, but you said the, the advanced is online, but the intermediate is uh, also needs a hands-on day. It's still hands-on. So yes. you're all, and you think both- They have the first day and then the second day is fine. Right. So both is going to be offered at, at TravCon next year. And then you also were talking about stable. What's happening with stable? Yes, I've found a stable instructor that is willing to teach outside of the hospital. Oh, the problem we had, yeah, the problem we had in the past is because every, the instructors are so used to having the hospital available, the equipment is available, and a lot of them have not invested in teaching outside of the facility. So it was very hard, but I found an instructor right now who does stable and she does it independently of the facilities. That's so great. I'm working with her to get um, get her to come to Trafcon. That'd be so, fantastic. Yeah. And we will, if you want more information on that, uh, you'll find it on our website, travcon.org. We'll keep that updated as to what we're offering next year with Stable, but NRP and AWAN are for sure right yes. now, as well as uh, ACLS, BLS, PALS. Uh, so it's really good how much, how many research they can get done there. And for anyone who's listening, uh, we will include the links that Patricia mentioned down in the notes below. So if you're looking for any of those links, those will be included below. So Patricia, you are a longtime traveler. You're clearly very successful at it and you enjoy the entire lifestyle. What for you is one of the important, is an important tip that you would pass on for travelers that you feel is, is something that will help their career? Number one, do your homework. Make sure that if you decide to do traveling, make sure it's what's gonna work for your lifestyle. Because once we get in a facility as a traveler, we're there to help to assist the hospital cover their needs. And sometimes, you know, we get caught up in the fact that, well, I have to have this day off and it's, it's around my schedule but we've got to remember that the hospital has staff that works weekends only, that's their thing. They work Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're weekend professional groups. And some have set schedules and those schedules are not gonna move because we want to have work Monday through Friday or- Exactly. So flexibility is key. It's absolutely Uh huge. When you think of 
you're the newcomer and I know you want certain days off and it's become more popular in recent time to ask for it, but yeah, you're, you're very much beholden to whatever their needs are. Yes. And they, and, and a lot of times less is more. I never request any particular time off, but I get the best schedule. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it works out that way. The other thing that has come up recently, and I've, I've met for a lot of nurses online and they would reach out to me, well, I'm having this issue or that issue on contract. And one of the things that has come up recently is floating. And this is for any discipline in nursing. If you are one of the nurses who love to float and want to learn, please, please, please make sure that you have a skills checkoff list for that area that you're going to float to. Mm. Because if you float, for me, I can float to nursery or postpartum. I would not float to NICU. I am not a NICU nurse. But if, you, if you're going to be floating from your med search position or whatever, make sure that that um, skills checklist for that area you're going to float is on your records. Because if something happens, God forbid you end up with a sentinel event, your agency will not back you. Because that is not where you were supposed to be in the first place. Yeah, the checklist really helps protect your license. It protects your license and it protects the agency also. And a lot of recruiters are not aware of this. Mm-hmm. They would say, oh, you can float a nurse is a nurse is a nurse. Not really. Because if you're floating an a ER nurse to OB and something bad goes down with that mom and that baby, you are not contracted to be an OB. You do not have a skills checklist to cover you for fetal monitoring, nursery care, any of that stuff. So you will really have an issue. So that's one of that's the most important thing I could say to any traveler. If you're going to float, make sure that you are floating to an area that you have been checked off and you have signed off on it. Your agency has signed off on it and it's in your records. Really good reminder. It's something that you don't think of when you're first excited to get the job, but if you th- if there's an area you don't mind floating to or that you're prepared to float to, you can just go ahead right off the bat and fill out that, that checklist and have it done with. Exactly. Because nothing's going to happen in the middle of the night when, or middle of the day when they want to float you. You're, you're not going to be able to pull out a checklist at that time. That's a, that's a great tip. Thank you so much. Exactly. Well, thank you, Patricia. You also run a couple of Facebook groups that you're quite involved with. What are those Facebook groups? Yes, I have the one for the maternal infant project. Mm -hmm. I have labor and delivery, um, OB travelers. I have, I think that's the, that's the two main one. Then there's travel nurse links. Travel nurse links is my educational. That's another business I have. (laughs) (laughs) That, that, that is what I teach under travel nurse links. Um, and I teach CPR, BLS, um, and NRP. And I have a group where I have instructors who post their classes. And I just encourage people to share their classes because as travelers, having getting classes are very, very hard to come by. So I encourage them to post on the Travel, travel Nurse Links um, Facebook group mm-hmm. and Labor and, Labor and Delivery slash OB Travelers group. Excellent. That's good. Uh, good to know. We will include all those links at the bottom in our notes. So please check those over. And so if you want to get course, a hold of Patricia... For any of the cruise and learns or getting a BLS class or PALS or NRP class, uh, you can get a hold of her there. And you will also find her at the Travelers Conference in Vegas this coming September. Yes. Look forward to it. Thank you so much, Patricia. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at travcon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a comment below or email us at podcast at travcon.org.